Happy Thanksgiving Eve, everyone. Welcome to our Wednesday night equip. And I'm so happy that you guys are here because we have all night to cook and clean, right? We have all night. Tonight, right now, this is for us. I just love that video. I love how your children are already learning the meaning of giving and how important. You know, it's better to learn young so that you learn to appreciate as you get older. Because some tough when you're older and you set in your ways and it's kind of hard to let go. It's like that only child and then you're so used to having everything to yourself and then all of a sudden a new, newborn brother or sister comes along and are like, what? I got to share all my stuff. We teach them young so that as they get older, it's easier for them to know the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Well, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I hope everybody's ready. But tonight, what we're going to kind of focus on is, are we really thankful? The heart behind being thankful. So take out your notes. Take out your Bibles. We're going to get jump in there. And I want to start off tonight's message with a short story. A group of people fled Holland to escape religious persecution. They landed at Plymouth in the year 1620. They had sailed through terrible conditions on the way over to America and then faced a very harsh winter. Nearly half the people didn't make it. With the help of some Native Americans, the rest survived and was shown how to farm the land. The following harvest was bountiful, and they decided to celebrate with a feast, to give thanks to God for seeing them through their hardship, bringing them new friends, and for all his provisions. They simply wanted to say thank you. When we are thankful, when we're truly grateful for the things that we have, maybe even the things that we've gone through, that's when we experience joy. I mean, we don't have to necessarily be happy. God didn't promise us happiness. He promised us joy. I wonder what these pilgrims had experienced. I cannot personally imagine being on a ship trying to charter new waters and in hopes of finding land. Uh, First of all, I just, I personally can't even imagine myself being on that ship. But then to think of the things that they had to endure, your family members maybe not making it, it rough seas, storms, and just in hopes, all because they wanted freedom. They went through all of that for freedom. And that's what they were searching for. I think to myself, how did they remain joyful so much so that they celebrated by giving thanks to God? Thank you is what they really wanted to just say. Thank you, even in their hardships. Don't you find it a little strange how I find it even more so this year? I'm a little disappointed that we kind of just skip right over Thanksgiving. We kind of go straight from Halloween right into Christmas. And maybe it's just me. But that just kind of, it's a bum deal for Thanksgiving Day. And the Christmas trees are out, and I'm thinking, what? I mean, we love, I get it. 
We love Christmas. Who doesn't? And we want to prolong the Christmas season. I understand. But what about Thanksgiving Day? Then I thought about it and I said, okay, maybe Thanksgiving just shouldn't be a day. Maybe it needs to be every day. Okay, so not the overeating, not the cleaning and crazy cooking and watching football and parades and not all of that every day, but being thankful every day. We have so much to be thankful for that we seem to just kind of skip right over. Maybe we're not even pausing to say, thank you, Lord. Or even to our children. You know, sometimes I, I used to have a bad habit of just coming home, and my kids, all they wanted to do was just make me happy. And my number one thing is a clean house. So if I have a clean house, I'm, like, super happy. I, I'll be happy. But, you know, when you have teenagers and you have kids and, it, you know, some things just don't last. And a clean house doesn't last. But they would go out of their way, oh, mommy's coming home, let's clean. If I didn't stop to say thank you, I would crush them. Because they were doing it to please me. They were doing it for me. And I would think, well, I'm the mom, right? Isn't this expected? It shouldn't be ever to a place where we expect God to give us things or we expect all these things in our life. But simply to take a step back and say, what am I really thankful for? Instead of rushing over, skipping through the Thanksgiving, to take that time to pause and say, you know what, I am thankful. So tonight we're going to take a look at how being thankful makes us joyful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that your word will go before us, Father, and that you will prepare our hearts to receive, because we want to be a thankful and joyful people. We thank you, Lord, that we get to come to a place to hear your word, to be loved by so many people, and to be loved by you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so you got your notes, you got your Bibles out. Thankfulness is a choice. And when I choose to be genuinely thankful, that's where I find joy. Because you can sometimes just throw up a thank you and not really mean anything. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. But when you're genuinely thankful for something, that's when we experience joy. Choosing to be thankful means that we actually have an option. We have a choice. Am I a person that looks at the glasses half empty or half full. I'm going to do my best to draw a glass. I'm not Pastor Sheldon, so, um, oh, pretty good, uh, no, yeah, half, right there, the glass. So, what type of people are we? Do we look at everything that we have? Or everything that we don't have. What type of person, if you were to reflect on yourself, what am I? Well, let me tell you, the perspective of how you look at this is key on attaining joy. Do I have so many things in my life that I forget to appreciate what I already have? Or do I have so little 
that I can't see any good. How can we attain joy? How can I be joyful when I'm having such a hard time being thankful? First, let's look at this empty glass. Okay, so maybe we're so busy looking at this empty space here. Maybe I would be joyful if I had, I don't know, a, a better paying job. I had a nicer car. Maybe if I had good kids. <laughs> maybe if I was good. Uh, maybe if I had a spouse or maybe if I was single. Whatever it is that you want to fill in here, maybe that's, if I had that, then maybe I would be joyful. See, again, God didn't promise us happiness. He promised us to be joyful. You honestly think, we honestly think that things make us happy. That's not right. It doesn't. But let's focus on the things that we do have. So how can I be thankful? Well, one, we live in Hawaii. Hello. That's one. We have this awesome church. That's two. There's lots of things in here that we should already be thankful for and not forgetting about those things. Never let a day go by without saying thank you. Maybe thank you to your kids. Thank you to the waiter who fills your glass. Thank you for, to the bank teller. Just be thankful. Because when we are genuinely thankful, that's when we gain joy. Being thankful goes hand in hand with being joyful. Because when a person is so appreciative for something, they can't help but be joyful. These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. John 15, 11. Did you know that being a Christian without joy is a contradiction in terms? If you are right with God, you ought to have joy in your life. But there are many of us who live as if we have nothing to be thankful for. Joy comes when we are thankful. And having joy is important because we are reaching the lost for Jesus Christ. One of the most important reasons is because you don't want to go around with the Bible under one arm and your tombstone under the other and saying, hey, don't you want to be like me? I mean, it's cool, huh? I'm a Christian. You, you, don't you want to be saved? Because I'm... No, we don't want to be like you. I won't want to be like you. You know, we've been talking about our connection groups. We've been talking about, uh, Pastor Sheldon talked about our connecting groups and and our connection conference coming up. How am I supposed to connect with someone who doesn't know Christ or who's still baby yet if I have no joy? If I'm not happy, how in the world am I going to connect with them? They're going to look at me and say, I don't want that. That doesn't even look like fun. Because we're not joyful. We're forgetting that what Christ did for us. And we're just walking around not being grateful. You also need joy in order to have the strength to live the Christian life. 
God said to Nehemiah when he was building the walls around Jerusalem, the joy of the Lord is your strength when the people were getting tired. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is so essential in order to bear life's burdens. We all have heartaches and difficulties, and we need that joy to see us through. I, I keep on thinking back to the pilgrims. How, what did they hold on to? Their freedom. They were free. And in that, they were thankful. And that's when they became joyful, because they were now free. If we want to be joyful people, then we must be thankful. So how do you see your life? Are you a thankful person? Am I looking at this and saying, hey, I'm pretty full. I'm pretty full. Or are we looking at this and saying, I'm pretty empty. I need more. I need more things. Turn with me to Luke. Grab your Bibles. Matthew, Mark, Luke. And we're going to turn to chapter 17. And we're going to read, starting from verse 11. So I'll read, I'll read it. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! And he fell to the ground of Jesus' his feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Okay, let me just give you, let's go back to verse 11 again. And it says, so Jesus, this is where Jesus was coming into Jerusalem. And he was on the border of Samaria and Galilee. Now this is on the outskirts. And as he was entering the village, this is what, what he saw. There were ten men. Who had leprosy. You have to understand that leprosy was uncurable. They were looked at as unclean. In fact, they would have to walk around covering themselves and saying, unclean, unclean. And they had to leave their families, leave, they could no longer be part of society. They were outcasted. So here they are outside. I can just imagine, you are ripped from everything that you know. You have this disease, and you have to let people know how unclean you are. As he entered, he saw these ten lepers that stood at the, And this is what they said in verse 17. They were crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, here you have, they have nothing else. They have nothing to lose. But they recognize who Jesus is. And they know that their hope, almost like their last hope, was in Jesus. And they're crying out, Jesus, please have mercy on us. 
he looked at them. Jesus simply looked at them. He didn't approach them. He didn't go and have touch, him, touch them. He said, you know what? Go and show yourselves to the priest. Now, you had to go and show yourself to the priest because the priests were the ones who were going to approve and see if you were actually clean and say you can go back into society. So, of course, the second Jesus tells you something, you're going to do, I'm out. I'm going to go there so I can get back to where my love is, where my family is. I can get back into, I'm no longer an outcast. I'm no longer unclean. So they, they left. And as the action of them going is what healed them. But just one looked down and noticed, I'm healed. And stopped in his tracks. And turned around and ran back to Christ. Fell at his feet and said, thank you. Thank you. And Jesus, looking at him. Now, I like it. I think it's interesting that he said that he was a foreigner. Sometimes, because we're part of the body of Christ, we're family, we're with Christ, we kind of get like this where we expect. This like a spirit of expectancy. And here you have this foreigner who is part of this, who probably didn't really know too much, but he was the one that stopped and turned and ran back to Christ. And this is what Jesus says on, in verse 19. Stand up and go, for your faith has healed you. We are restored when we fall at Jesus' feet and we're thankful for everything that he has Do you? Can you imagine, do you think those other nine men were grateful? Most likely they were grateful. But they were just so happy. They were like, I'm doing what Jesus told me to do. I'm going to go show myself to the priest so I can get back to society. Sometimes that can be like us too. We're doing what Jesus has asked us to do. But where there's no joy in it because we're not thankful enough, maybe. Or we forgot what it was like when God stopped us in the middle of our tracks. Turned our lives around. So much so that we were so thankful that we ran straight to Christ. Maybe we forgot that moment where God healed us. Maybe we forgot what it felt like when we were unclean. And we were full of sin. Maybe we forgot. And God's telling us, where are you? What happened to that moment when we stopped and we just turned and went to Jesus and just thanked him for healing us, for washing us and making us clean again? What are we truly thankful for. I mean, there's so many things that fill this space. But what are we truly thankful for? What can we, we reflect on? What can we look at? We are full of joy because we have been redeemed and set free. And I choose to be thankful. Being thankful is a choice. And we have that option whether or not we're going to walk through this life with 
Bible under one hand and a tombstone on the other and just forget about our joy. Or we're going to be joyful because we're thankful. Thankfulness is a choice. And when I choose to be genuinely thankful, that's where we will find joy. We want to be joyful people, right? We want to be thankful people. If we have nothing else, the kids said it best. We have been redeemed and we have been set free. We have been given the greatest gift of all. We could possibly have been before we found Christ, just like those lepers outside, unclean, hurting, separated. And Jesus was our hope. And he is the hope to the world still. And when we found Christ, isn't that an exciting moment? When Jesus made us clean, when he forgave us, because to be redeemed means to be purchased. God sent his son to purchase us he was clean and he died on the cross for us so that we may be purchased we were paid for at a very high price i am thankful for that i am thankful that i'm no longer outside i am no longer unclean but i am redeemed and that we have been set free if there's nothing else that fills my cup and if there is only my salvation that is enough for me to be thankful and that is enough for me to remain joyful in the rest of this race that we are called to run we are the church get excited people get excited saints be excited because we have been set free and with that, we are thankful. Why don't we stand? And let us praise our God, thanking Him for redeeming us, because nothing is impossible with our God. Thank you, Lord, for this night. Thank you for giving us thanksgiving every day. We praise you and we worship you and we bless you. And we are so grateful that we can walk in the attitude of gratefulness and that we can be joyful because we have experienced your love, your grace, and your mercy. And you have washed us clean. And we thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a very happy Thanksgiving.